You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea. You are listening to Racing Nation and Doombin this weekend has a big 10 race program to complement all of the big racing right across the country. Let's see if we can help you find a winner or two on the program. And now with thanks to Clear Mountain Fairview Stud joining me just to do that. Nathan Exelby, how are you? Yeah, really good, thanks, mate. Um, yeah, it's quite a few, my favourite race of the year, Cox Plate, that's for sure. It's um, uh, neck and neck between it and the Melbourne Cup, which one I look forward to more than the other. It's just something very special about uh, how that race unfolds at the, the velodrome of Mooney Valley. Yeah, no, very much looking forward to all of the theatre of that. We will get your thoughts on that race, but first of all, we'll have a look at this big meeting from Durban. Ten races on the program. <laughs> Let's see if we can help the punters jag the quaddy. We are on 7, 8, 9 and 10 again. We start in the 7th. It is the Ladbroke Cutis three-year-old open. This one's over 1,200 metres. This is a really good race. I'm not sure if it's a great race from my perspective in terms of betting, but I'm really looking forward to it. You've got Crypto Share, who was heavily backed on debut and uh, won as it liked. Uh, Abounding comes back from a really good uh, winter carnival. Uh, Adriel's had the one run back after some encouraging runs through the winter, and then you've got this horse from up north, which is the Lindsay Hatch, and has got a, a remarkable record. So sorting all of them out, look, Abounding just can't take a trick. She just draws off the track every single time. She raced wide through those good carnival races and just kept coming, um, and, and, and sort of left her two-year-old season with just a, quite a number of sort of um, unlucky stakes placings on the scorecard. I think she's really good. So I, I have to go with her here because I feel she's got form that's a level above what we've seen today. Crypto share, $1.70 to $1.40 on debut and um, walked in there. Look, the, the figures were nothing to get excited about. The third horse struck one of the weakest maidens you've ever seen at Ipswich on Thursday and um, was rolled by one that had uh, been 0-28 prior to it. So this is a decent step up and you'd think Rowena's dance is going to be there to put some pressure on it. So good test for crypto share, but you have to respect uh, the arrogance of uh, Debut Win and assume that there's more up the sleeve. Uh, then I wouldn't write off Rowena's dance and, and Adriel can probably improve more. So look, uh, abounding on top for me, I think you have to respect that, that resume that she brings to an off-season race. So we'll go three from eight, two and seven. We go to race number eight on the program. It is the Ladbrokes Racing Club Colts, Geldings and Entire Class 6 Handicap. This one's over the 1,350 metres. Yeah, Preach is just airborne. Um, Kicked the 1,350 metre box two starts back and then went to 1,400 at Eagle Farm. No dramas and, and far too good again. Just looks to be a beautiful setup here again. Gets to the front and I think they find it hard to to run Preach down. National Choice uh, obviously needed the run first. That was really solid in the market around 550, but its form says it generally improves with a run under the belt. So it should get to second in the run here. I think it's a bit closer than what it did first up and can give a side. And the stable mate released the beans. Uh, gets a little weight swing on Preach for the October 7 meeting. But he's been up a long time now, released the beans. One thing about him, he gets the right run. So I think one of those three wins. We'll go three from two. Um, and if he must put a third win in national choice, but I suspect possibly needs one more. Good. So we're right near the top of the page in regards to that race. What about the ninth Ladbrokes Community's benchmark 80? This one over the mile. 
yeah, this short price doesn't sit well with me, Eagles Krug. Uh, knew it well from Victoria. It was consistent, but it didn't win out of turn down there. And you arrive here, um, pick better than $2, and hasn't won a race in more than two years. So I don't like that profile. Obviously, it was good first up in these parts, uh, behind one that's gone and won impressively again since. So the, the form's there and draws the one, so it draws to get a, a nice run. So I concede that it's a good chance, but it's not for me to be willing to take that sort of a price. Uh, Minazi uh, has plenty of chances in Saturday Grey, but I like the setup for it here. Orman on, draws 11, it'll just roll forward with Magic Conqueror. I'd say they land 1-2 in the run and then try and control from there. So I think it gets a nice run on speed, Minazi. Uh, Aqua Alta, she's, she's possibly uh, had her peak this prep, but this race is set up better for her than what the 1,400 metres did last time. She went 1,800, back to the mile at Toowoomba, then back to 1,400 metres, and she was okay in that dark time in the race, but 1,600 here from a good gate sets up a whole lot better for her. And Russo... Um, pretty much did first up what he did first up last prep, and that was rip home over an unsuitably short distance. Second up last prep, it was a train wreck over the mile here at Doom, and so they'll be hoping for better fortunes uh, this time around. So I think one of those four can win, but we gave Minanti a little bit of value over 11, 15, and 2. We go to race number 10, the lucky last, the Ladbrokes odd surge benchmark 78 over 1,200 metres. Yeah, another ex-Victorian here dominates the market in Mullane, joins uh, the Peter Moody stable now, an expensive yearling who won a stakes race on Dubu, uh, hasn't won since, so that's March 2022. Um, saw it here through the carnival, was was respectable behind Red Card in the stakes race. So look, no doubting it's got the best form. Uh, it draws 12 comes in a little bit with, with scratchings and does get good speed here, but it'll be back in the field. So I guess I'm just hoping it strikes some traffic issues and, and it's an unlucky tail. Um, I think Bo rumbles over the odds here. Uh, it'll go forward, sit on speed with as a reach. Um, carved out very quick time there first up, uh, 68.9 home in sub-34. Uh, it's a good gallop. Um they break one nine at Doom and they take some beating here and you know, given plenty of time to, to get over that that um, first up run with identical preparation to last prep actually where it was just rolled second up here behind Beery Card in Saturday grade. So I think Bow Rumble gives you a side at the odds. So let's go five to beat eight who's obviously the best horse in the race and will go forward and uh, sort of go forward from here and, and probably go through his grades as we see so often with these horses transferred to Tony Gollan. And then 13, you have to respect what she's been doing outlawed and I think she can get to a reasonable spot in the run here. So one of those three, five, eight and 13. That's a look at the quality legs. What's the best bet at Brisbane? We go off early here and go Argyle Pink, mates. Race one, number five. She just looks to control this race up front. You've got Anxie Lovely will go forward, but I think it should sit outside her and or, and then just put her away and sort of straight and be too good for these. So she should be rock hard fit now, three runs under the belt. Argyle Pink, and I think she'll be winning the opener at Doombin. We'll make it the best. Any best at each way or value or anything that we well, should let's be Let's wait until the Cox play for that. Um, I think there's a good right. one around the $8 chance there. Right, oh, well, that's a great segue. Love your thoughts, Cox Plate. Yeah, the race revolves around the Hong Kong horse who 
you know, was beaten as a $2.50 pop there in the Turnbull Romantic Warrior. So you've got three weeks to come on. Not like he went awful there. He, he travelled up like the winner and then fitness obviously gave way and the trainer has, uh, has sort of confirmed that. It's just whether or not three weeks is enough to get that extra fitness into him. So no surprises for mine if he just turns it around here and uh, and turns it on and, and proves far too good because his international form is a cut above what the locals here have done. So I want him on side as a, certainly as a chop out in the race, but I just don't see how militarised runs badly here. Um, the profile of these three-year-olds, uh, particularly a three-year-old like him, is just exceptional going into this race. The sires and Champagne in Sydney have been great guides uh, for the Cox Plate over a good number of years. You go back to Viscount, won both of those. He was stiff in a Cox Plate. Uh, Octagonal won a sires and went and won a Cox Plate. Saddlebill was placed in a Champagne. And then you've got others like Animo just beaten in a Cox Plate, Castelvecchio just beaten. Uh, it's very unusual for them not to run well. And this guy, not dissimilar to So You Think in the Caulfield Guineas, never ever a winning hope, but he's found the line pretty well. I think he's bred to cope with uh, the 2,000 metres, no dramas at all. I think you'll see them use the gate here. He'll be a lot closer in the run. The pressure here, similar to last year, you've got Zaki and Alligator Blood who will just try and control this race from up front. So they won't be breaking any records, I wouldn't think. And uh, you can just see this guy being um, just behind them, not too far away, and then with the lightweight, giving a massive sight. So each way, I just think he's a terrific gamble, militarising the Cox Blade. So militarise another three-year-old to take out the big one of the day. So that's a look at the Cox Plate. The look, of course, closer to home. So the big meeting here from Doombin. As always, Nathan, thank you for joining us on the program and hopefully we've helped the pubbers find a few winners. Cheers, mate. Join the nation. Racing Nation with James O'Shea.